0: Brian D'Novellis back on another Tri-State College Basketball Podcast, and this time, this episode, it brings us to the campus of NJIT, New Jersey Institute of Technology, and that means this guy right here, Grant Billmeyer, the head coach of the men's basketball team, is in his first year as head coach of the Highlanders. Grant, it's been a long time. We go way back to your days at St. Pat's and Seton Hall, and uh, I enjoyed those years talking to you and Now you're the head coach of NJIT. It's nice to see you
1: again. Yeah, great to see you as well, Brian. Yeah, uh, those are great memories, my playing days at St. Pat's, as well as my my playing days at Seton Hall. So, um,
0: I didn't get a chance to be there for your introductory press conference, Um, but I saw how you did. You're happy, you're thrilled. It's been a crazy ride to get here. What sold you on this place? You know what,
1: I've, I've obviously spent a lot of time in Newark playing at the Prudential Center, Coming down here with you know my wife going out to dinner, Fernando's, Forno's, Adega Grill, all all the great restaurants yeah. here. But I had never been to NGIT, Um and then I had spoken, I had a great conversation. It was the uh, it was the day before we played West Virginia, Coach Huggins' last game in the NCAA tournament. I had a great conversations with the athletic director Lenny Kaplan here, and then I came down here a week later for my interview, and I walked into this wellness and events center, and I was blown away. I was like. This place is incredible, and then you look at all the success that Shaw had at St. Peter's, uh, Fairleigh Dickinson had this past year, Princeton had this past year in the NCAA tournament, mm-hmm. and you look at it and you kind of say, <clears throat> "Why can't it be done here?" And it's home. You know, grew up my entire life in New Jersey. Both of my kids were born in New Jersey, so even though I, you know, they spent they spent a little time in Maryland, you know, they're we're, we're a
0: Jersey family through and through. Yeah. Yeah, Jersey guy. You, you could take the kid out of Jersey, but you can't take the jersey out of the kid, right? <laughs> exactly. exactly. Right? And, and you're home again. You walk around this building. This is the first time I'm in this building. And I'm impressed myself. I mean, what's not to like about this from you know, the swimming to the, the practice courts? To the arena itself, what's it seats about thirty five hundred? Yeah, I mean that's a state of the art arena you're playing in.
1: Yeah, it is. I mean, we we, we did a little morning, uh, just kind of walk through, just trying to tighten up our offense a little bit this morning. And I just looked around with the bleachers out, and I'm like, man, this place is, this place is incredible. And, and if we can get it rocking and rolling here. This will be one of the best home court advantages in all mid-major college basketball.
0: Uh, I, I wouldn't disagree with you um, in the way it, you know, it's kind of high and it, it's steep, so it's like the the fans are on top of the arena the yeah. court.
1: Yeah, and that's what I want it to be. I, w- I want it to be a great home court advantage, and I think with winning, I think we can start filling this place.
0: So the first time you're going to try to fill this place is Saturday. Yep. Um, let's try to you know get the word out about this because what a great cause. You're teaming up with... Not only one Seton Hall alum in, in Shaheen Holloway in Seton Hall, but another Seton Hall alum, a legend in Jerry Walker, and uh, all of the proceeds to that game, this charity game, four o'clock tip-off here at uh, the campus of NJIT, all the proceeds go to benefit Team Walker, Jerry Walker's foundation for kids in Jersey City. Wow, this, this is a great cause.
1: Yeah, it is. And... Uh... You know, we, we, so we had we scrimmaged John Dunn this past week, and I needed one more scrimmage. Um, so I was talking to Shaw about a scrimmage, and then, you know, all these other teams, Illinois, I think it was Illinois and Kansas, they said, you know what, we're going to turn our scrimmage into an exhibition game. So I said to Shaw, what about doing an exhibition game? And I said, and here's the catch, what about coming here? I said, you know, we, we, we have a bigger arena than Walsh. I said, and no one knows about it. He goes, well, what's in it for me? I said, well, you get to pick whatever charity you wanted to go to. And he said, all right, let me think about it. And a few days later, he said, Jerry Walker. He said, you know, you're a Seton Hall grad. I'm a Seton Hall grad. Jerry's a Seton Hall grad. This will be three, you know, Seton Hall alums coming together for a great calls. Both teams get a chance to play against each other, get a chance to play in front of the crowd, put on uniforms. You know, you get a much better feel for your team when you play in front of someone else with actual crowd here. So it's, it's, it's a great game for everyone. It's a win-win for all programs involved. So what does it cost for fans to come? Tickets are cheap. You know, tickets are anywhere from $20 to $15. Uh, I think student tickets are going available tomorrow. So, um, you know, and then, like I said, all, you mentioned, all the, all the proceeds are mm-hmm. going to Jerry Walker's foundation. So NGIT, Seton Hall, they're not walking away with a
0: single penny. Uh, again, Seton Hall alums coming together. That That's really cool because not many... Major Division One programs will go to a team from you know a, a smaller, low major. So the fact that Seton Hall is coming here, uh, you know, it says a lot about what Shaheen's doing, and, and the fact that he's willing to come here. Yeah, you know what, Shaheen
1: is very loyal, um, and not a lot of people would do that, especially if we hadn't played there first. But uh, right, you know, Shaheen is very loyal to his people, and very loyal to the you know the Seton Hall people. Um, so when I, I threw this idea at him. Normally, you know, you would get an absolutely not, but right. you know, the fact that Shaw said, you know, let me think about it, that meant a lot to me. And once I opened, he opened the door, I was able to, you know, squeeze my way in there and get this game done.
0: Well done. So I applaud you. I applaud Shaheen, and I'm sure Jerry Walker will be here as well in attendance. And and uh, I hope the fans come. It's it's a great cause, and it's a chance to see two local teams you know, a week before, eight, eight, nine days before the regular season tips off on Monday. So a lot to talk about with your team, a lot to talk about, uh, where you're at with this roster. I'm going to backtrack a little bit, coach. You just said you had a scrimmage against Marist. So you've played a scrimmage. What can you tell us about that, that closed door scrimmage? I can tell you, you know, going into the
1: scrimmage, I thought our defense was much further along than our offense. Um, Coming away from that scrimmage, I think our offense is much further away than our defense. Um, you know, if you were to stick around and watch Friday, it would be a lot of defense. Our defense um, guys gave great effort. We just have to clean up a lot of different areas in order for us to be successful and win games at the Division One level. But I'm really excited because the efforts there, the commitments there, these guys are are all ears and eyes. So now we just got to fine tune some things and keep this, you know, keep keep, keep improving.
0: Right, and and. Every coach will tell you, you know, they want to get better each and every day, and and I get all that. And again, uh, John Dunn was an assistant at Seton Hall, so so when you were when you were playing there, I believe. Yeah, like yeah, back for in three time. years. So, yeah, we spent three years. Together. So there's that connection there. There's yeah, that connection there. So well done. Uh, when you look at this roster, eleven new faces coming in, nine freshmen. Yeah. All right. First of all, you know we're seeing this all over college basketball. We saw it at Iona with uh, all of their players coming in and, and Rick Pitino, uh, you know, Tobin Anderson at Iona, Rick Pitino at St. John, So it's not uncommon, but nine freshmen is a lot. You brought in two transfers, graduate transfers from Manhattan. Yeah. And the players that were here on that roster, it uh, sounds like a young team, coach. Yeah, you know what? It's a young team, but it's also
1: a veteran team. So it's, it's, it's a very weird mix. Um, so this past Saturday I started – Fifth year senior, six year senior, six year senior, six year senior, and then started a freshman. Okay. So and then and then a lot of freshmen came in off the bench. So it's a weird combination because like yesterday, I wanted to have a really hard practice because I thought my freshmen needed to have that. But then I also have those older guys where I can't burn them out, and then Saturday they're going to be limping into the gym. So. I, I got to kind of, you know, kind of split the two hairs between the, the, having a mixture of really old guys and a mixture of really young guys.
0: Okay, and and obviously you're going to have interchangeable parts here and there. So who are the who are the graduate seniors, the 6 year seniors that you're really leaning on to, you know, carry the team this year and and lead the way yep. for the guys.
1: Yeah. Yep. Um, so one of them is Adam Hess. A- Adam Hess, um, tremendous shooter. Sh- shot the ball above 40 percent last year from three. Double-digit scorer, so he's been, uh, you know, his ability to shoot the basketball, and I want to shoot a lot of threes, has been instrumental for our program. His ability to stretch the defense. He's a kid that has never seen a shot he doesn't like, mm-hmm. and I never have to tell him to shoot the ball. He, he He's always shot ready. Whenever he touches it, it's going up. Uh, another kid, Makai Gray, he, uh, you know, he's dealing with a little bit of a knee injury, but hopefully we can get him back for opening night. He's a six-six wing, left-handed. Um, you know, I'm using him in a variety of different ways. Uh, another kid is Kel DeGraff. Kel's a six-year senior, a true NGIT kid going into his six-year here. Um, and another kid that's been, you know, tremendous for me and my staff is a kid, Elijah Buchanan, who played at mahan College, yep. um, was with Coach Storrs. Uh Coach Stores was the interim
0: head coach last year Mahan So he came over along with them. So, okay. So so is are these guys, you know— Capable of of shooting, you can never have enough shooters. Do you, do you have that stable here?
1: Yeah, I think so. Um, I think we're a very good shooting team, and now it's just trying to learn how how we can all play with one another. Um, I think we're a great shooter when we when we get the ball moving and the ball has great energy. When we're trying to do it individually, then we're not a great shooting team. But um, from where we started in practice, September twenty sixth to where we are now, almost a month later, we we made tremendous strides. As a team and as a program, what
0: is it like for you? This this you know first month of practice, and you're getting ready to be a head coach at the Division One level for the first time. What's been going through your minds, through your mind? Number one, and what has uh, what have you expected? That's been the same, and what's been different since you've been a head coach? I think as a head coach, practice goes by like that.
1: You know, when when you're an assistant sometimes practice can drag a little bit, especially when it's not your scout. But when you're a head coach, that two hours and 15 minutes literally feels like 45 minutes. Wow. Every day as a head coach, you have to be overly planned for practice. You know, as an assistant, you know, you come in, the head coach gives you certain responsibilities, work with the big guys, put in this play, Uh, go over, you know, this team's four underneath out of balance plays. But as a head coach, you have to be detailed and organized, not just for yourself, but every member of your staff and to make sure they know what, everything that the players are doing and everything has to run
0: smoothly. So as a head coach, every day feels like game day. Uh, listen, it's good that it feels like uh, the practice goes quickly. That, that's good uh, and that practices aren't dragging, so you're doing your job. I mean, you're, you're a GM of everything. You're a GM of the players, the coaches. Uh, that's cool. Yeah. So, so the coaches that you have played for, I mean, winning coaches, Hall of Fame coaches in some place, successful coaches from, I'm going to go back to the days of St. Pat's under under Kevin Boyle to playing for Lewis Orr at Seton Hall um, as a coach, assistant coach under Kevin Willard for eight years. Twelve. Twelve altogether. Twelve. Eleven at Seton Hall one in Maryland. Wow. Okay. So I, I miscalculated <laughs> that. I mean, so, so, so let's take them one but by you one. Know what? I
1: think you missed the first four years where I was director of basketball operations. So wasn't a coach assistant
0: coach. So that's probably, that's probably where, you, uh, where we missed four that, that I went from seven. That's where I missed. And you went to 11, right? Yeah. Seven to 11 overall at Seton Hall. Thank you. So what do you take from each one, one by one? Let's start with Coach Boyle. Uh, his
1: passion and how detailed he was and how he got everyone to play the game at such a competitive level. Um, you know, New Jersey High School, when I was there at St. Patrick's, I would say I played for a great coach and Kevin Boyle. You had Coach Hurley in Jersey City mm-hmm. and you had Danny Hurley in Newark. Um, so every, every practice you were trying to beat those guys. You know, we were talking about beating St. Anthony's, a game that would be playing in March, in July, like that's how every practice felt. Like you know, he would say, like you don't, you don't think those guys in Jersey City are working just as hard, or you think you're just going to get open on the wing. And every the standard was you had to try to beat St. Anthony's, um, and he he built
0: everything up in order for that one game in March. Um, and it was, it seemed like it was always that yeah, that, that game, yeah, you know, um, and 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 playing St. Benedict's as well. Um, you know, even though they were in a different kind of a grouping with the NJSIAA, yeah. uh, you guys played all this great competition.
1: Yeah, and those St. Benedict's games were cra- uh, crazy. I mean, I remember the first year Coach Early was the head coach of St. Benedict's. We played them at the Rexplex and Elizabeth, and we had like the guys skateboarding in the background. Um, <laughs> I think we came out victorious then in the double overtime. That was a wild game. In the following year, we played them at the Dunn Center and Elizabeth in front of a sold out crowd when they had J.R. Smith. And. Uh, Bashir Mason, now the coach in St. Peter's. And right, that was also a very highly competitive game. Um, but th- th- those high school days, they, they were great, man. Um, I t- so many great memories. Still very close. Um, you know, M- Mike Nardi, who's now the top assistant at right. Villanova, best men in each other's weddings. So I have uh, you know relationships that I'm taking away from there that will last me a lifetime.
0: No doubt, no doubt. Many great memories, uh, high level games. I remember watching so many of those games and just you know those guys went on to play not only at the collegiate level but at the NBA level it just told you how how the talent level was at yeah. that time
1: yeah yeah and no, i mean kevin boyle bob hurley dan hurley the fact that those guys were all within 15 minutes i don't know if you'll ever have i don't know if you'll ever see those three good of a coaches within a 15 minute radius ever again in the history of high school basketball. That, that's, that's well you, said. You know, you, you got think, Coach you put Hurley, your mind around that. <laughs> who, 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 you know, I think you can say, most people say, you know, the greatest high school coach of all time. You got Coach Boyle who's won seven national championship and will soon be a hall of fame coach. And then you got Danny Hurley who just came off a national championship. The, the fact that you have those three guys, one in Elizabeth, one in Newark, one in Jersey city, you're never gonna see that again in high school
0: basketball. I I don't disagree. It's kind of like having
1: Coach K, Jim Valvano, and Dean Smith within the triangle in North Carolina. It's kind of like that from a high school basketball standpoint. That's
0: pretty cool. You know, that's pretty cool. Uh, You also played for a coach and Coach Orr who uh, was very successful at Seton Hall um, and brought things from a different perspective and, and maybe the level of intensity uh, Than Kevin Boyle did? Mm-hmm. What did you learn from him?
1: Man, Coach Orr is one of the, you know, God rest his soul, God rest He's just soul. an unbelievable person, man. And the one thing I love about Coach Orr, he was loyal and stayed true to what he believed in until the very end. Um, so him and the administration wasn't on the same page with certain things, but he stayed loyal to his staff and um, he said, it's either all of us or none of us. And And his loyalty to his staff and his players, are second and none. Uh, there's there's one thing about him; he always stayed true to who he was. Absolutely, you know, it, win, win or loss, you know, he praised God and he said, "This is this is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to be about," and he never deviated for
0: anyone. You can't take those two NCAA tournaments away. 04, no. 0-6. Absolutely. Uh, and and lastly, with Kevin Willard, you spent so much time under him. Um, you know, how did he shape you, and what do you take from him?
1: You know, Coach Wheeler taught me the business, taught me how to run a a college basketball program. And to be honest with you, like, when you're trying to get into college basketball, you really have no idea what you're getting yourselves into, the hours, the commitment, the level of detail. Um, And I was just very fortunate that I got on with a really good guy. Because there's other people just as talented as me, could be very well be sitting on this seat, that got on someone else's staff, and that person didn't lead the program the right way. One thing about Coach Willard is every single day he leads his program like a CEO where he's the first one in the building. He's the last one in the building. There'll be a random Saturday in July and he'll be in the back cleaning out the storage room in the locker room because every little detail to him was important. And I try to replicate the way he runs, whether it's Seton Hall or Maryland, they'll run
0: my program the same exact way. So Kevin Willard, in this day and age, uh, still wears the suit and tie. So many coaches have gone to the casual look. Yeah. What is the look of Grant Billmeyer on the sidelines? So. And his staff, of
1: course. Yeah, so when, when we're at home, we're going to wear suit and ties. You know, the way I look at it, if my athletic director, if my president, if they wear suits to work every day, well, then when people come to see me and see our team perform in our building, then we're going to wear suit and tie. And then I think on the road, I think I think you should do what the visiting team does. I think it looks a little silly. If we're playing, you know, you're the head coach at American East School, and you're wearing a suit and tie, and then for us to wear sweatsuits or vice versa, I think we should be matching. But we'll, what we do at home is what we're going to do at home. When we're on the road, we're going to try and copy what the other team does. Just because I think it looks a little crazy. You know, like you mentioned, Coach Willer wears suits. And then you got another team that's sitting down there in a three-quarter zip and a pair of track sweatpants. I think that looks a little crazy. So I'd like it to try to be universal on the road. But when we're at home, I think because, you know, we we are public figures on this campus, we should dress and act that way.
0: I like it. I like it. Image is everything. And it, it doesn't make you a better coach, but there's something about it.
1: Yeah. Couldn't you know agree more.
0: the way you present yourself, Coach. So, let's talk about the preseason predictions. Um, you're taking over a program that uh, hasn't had a winning season in. I think they've had four straight losing seasons overall. Uh, no place to go but up for this program. You're in a very challenging conference, a conference that's been dominated by University of Vermont. I believe they've won seven straight America East championships. UMass Lowell is right there. Uh, conference is very good. How do you begin to prepare this team to win and try to climb the ladder in the America East?
1: Yeah, I think the first thing I wanted to do before we got, you know, worried about our offense or our defense or our press or our our zone, let's come up with an identity. Like if you walk into our practice at any time, you should be able to say, this is what this program stands for. And I want it to be a loud gem. Guys are always talking. Guys are always running on and off the court. We have a tremendous amount of passion and excitement. So that, that's the first thing. When, you know, when I kind of took the job over in the spring, the, the energy in the gym was dead. And I think you know, if you came from April to today, I think it's been a complete 180. And these guys
0: have been completely bought in and have worked extremely hard. So what are your expectations for the team this year? That, that's what people want to know. You, you probably have something in mind. What are your goals?
1: I just want to compete at the highest level. And and when we get into mid-February, I want our practices in mid-February to look like how they look like today. I'm not not a guy that sets sets the bar on, you know, I want to win X amount of games. It's Year one, it's not about that. Year one is about setting our identity and who we want to be and what we we want to stand for and not deviating from that. Um, And then in terms of goals, you know, we we prepare for the next game as the biggest game. And then when we get done with that, then we move on to the next game but the next game is always the biggest game in my opinion and we want to win each and every game we play
0: so can i just look at the schedule you know as a whole outside of the america east uh university of miami final four team what a way for you to start out your coaching career uh going up against jim laranaga and and miami uh there's wake forest on the schedule you know you're, you're not shying away from some big no, games.
1: not at all. And, and if you know me, Brian, you know I've never been afraid of the competition. So I, I love the fact that you know we're playing two ACC schools. You know we're playing Fordham, uh, you know a local Atlantic Ten team, and then we're going to go down to George Mason and play against a good friend of Tony Skin, who I work with for four years, three at Sein Hall and one at the University of Maryland.
0: Yeah, you you have relationships there. I'm seeing yeah, that yeah, pattern. Yeah. <laughs> and let's not forget your former teammate Donald Copeland. You're playing Wagner, another local game, going to his place. So. Very cool the way, the way uh, your relationships have carried over into the coaching world and, and matching up against them.
1: Yeah, no, it is. I mean, it's like, uh, you know, I worked with Shaheen for seven years. Um, we're playing him first game, and then you, got, you mentioned Donald Copeland. We are teammates together three years playing him. Worked with Tony Skin for four years playing them. Um, I'm forgetting about one more. Oh, yeah, and we scrimmaged John right. Dunn this past go. weekend. And then Lavelle Sanders, who I didn't cross pass with, but, you know, is also a Seton Hall I'll play him twice because he's the head coach of the University of Binghamton.
0: Right, right, right in conference. So uh, a lot of Seton Hall connections there. And, uh, you know, like you said, with, with with Tony Skin as well. So I applaud you, you know, because yeah. a lot of times coaches won't do that and play their friends. Yeah. But it's brought you together on the court.
1: Yeah, I think so. I mean, the the great thing about playing a friend is... They, they can tell you certain things about your team that you might not know. Hmm. Um, and that was a big takeaway from playing Maris and just getting on the phone with John Dunn and him telling me, I think you're really good in this area. Then, you know, you really stink in this area. And you know it's coming from a friend. You know there's no agenda. Um, so that was really beneficial to me. And that's, what, you know, I want to keep continuing to
0: scrimmage him. Well said. Well said. So finally, Coach, uh, you know, as, as you're getting ready, what what's going to go through your mind? Um, you know, when you when you talk to your team, I, I know it's, we're about two weeks away. You probably haven't thought about it, but you know, when you're preparing that team to play against Miami, you know, what's going to be going through your mind?
1: You know, my my biggest thing, Brian, is let, let, let's not get wrapped up in, in, in trying to be at our best today. Let's try and be at our best in February and March. So what I've been talking to our guys about, everything's a build up to the end of the season. Um, and we want to go out there and obviously we want to try and win every game the biggest thing to me is competing as hard, if not harder than every other, than every team we play on every possession. Um, and that's the end goal for me. And win, loss or draw, competing at a high level, come with the same attitude and energy every single day. that That's my main focus going into every game.
0: Listen, you, you have prepared yourself extremely well uh, over the years to put yourself in this position. You left a, uh, a great job, a great position in Maryland to come back here and take a chance at a program that could be a sleeping giant in the America East. It certainly is a jewel of a campus. Yep. Uh, and, and you have all the resources here to do well. So coach, uh, I thank you for the time and wish you a lot of continued success this year. And, and I want to come to a, to a home game and see how you guys play here.
1: Absolutely. Thanks, Brian. And uh, look forward to seeing everybody on Saturday that can come out 4 PM. You guys are going to be blown away when you walk in this building. And, uh, I'm looking forward to, for my players to get a chance to compete against Coach Holloway's team and see what it's like, you know, playing against one of the best teams one of the best coaches in the country. I'll see everybody here Saturday at four o'clock.
0: Go Highlanders! You will not be disappointed coming here. It is a jewel. We can see right out of these windows over here, and it's a very cool setup you have over here. Um, uh, I can't wait to see what the atmosphere is like here on Saturday. And, and Coach, good luck this year. We'll be talking to you very soon. Yep. Thanks, Brian. Have a great day, man. You too and thank you for listening to our podcast, the Tri-State College Basketball Podcast. Of course, you can download it uh, wherever you get your podcast, on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify. Thank you for watching on YouTube, my YouTube channel, Brian Ellis, the Tri-State College Basketball Podcast. Two ways you can get the podcast through this year, audio and video. Uh, tell your friends about it, continue to spread the word as we continue to bring you the best of the coaches, players, teams, and the action right here in the Tri-State. Until next time, my name is Brian DeNavellis. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching the Tri-State College Basketball Podcast. So long.